The Bears end a brutal six-game winning streak. The Cowboys get a big win. The Raiders, a tough loss. What's the playoff picture going to look like after this weekend's games? We'll talk through that. We also have some White Sox moves making the news and a Christmas Cubs wish from a couch potato listener. The Jets fire their defensive coordinator and head coach Lovey Smith. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada and Dallas, Texas, it's Monday morning couch potatoes. Your source for everything in sports. I'm your host, Ronald L.V. Wrights. And I'm with Timothy T-Dog Wilberger. What do you say there, Timothy T-Dog Wilberger? What do you hear? What do you say? That's what I say. What's going on there, LV? Nothing. Just trying to get podcast number eight going, right? You know, I think one thing that's interesting about this podcast, this is one that's really interesting. You want to know why? Yeah, what's up? The Cubs or the Cubs. The Bears finally won a game while we're doing a podcast. We actually get to talk about a Bears victory today. Holy testicle Tuesday. I should have put that in there. Well, go ahead. (laughs) Hit the button. You got the buttons in front of you. Holy testicle Tuesday. Are you kidding me? A Bears win. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, well, we we definitely we definitely needed that Bears win. Actually, it was a it was a good win over an okay team. I mean, Texas came in pretty, you know, on big 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 pitcher to try to, you know, take their division at the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden, they haven't really been playing so well. But that that quarterback for the Texans, who's that? Deshaun. Watson. There you go. Deshaun Watson, who was picked after. Who's picked after? Well, a lot of people, but mainly Mitchell Trubisky. There you go. So it was nice to see that Mitch Trubisky. Hopefully I said his last name correctly. Yeah, I think you got it right this time. Um, Hopefully uh, it was nice to see him get a win over that particular quarterback. Um, Well, not only did Trubisky beat Watson today, but he beat Watson on a day that Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Really, little interesting kind of you know. I think Trubisky's sitting back right now. You know, haha. Feels like he got the last laugh today, but well, he did. I mean, he. I think. I. I think he's going to feel really good today. You know, uh, three interceptions by Patrick Mahomes, and but they still win. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean the Bears. The Bears. It was a great game uh, all the way around. I mean, uh, the defense played with a lot more energy today than they did the last couple of weeks, Ron. Um, a lot of good things actually on both sides of the ball. But you didn't see a lot of missed tackles like we've been having problems with over the last several weeks. Um, pretty much most of that losing streak. Uh, they had seven sacks today. I mean, when's the last time? You know, that's a good question. We need to figure out when's the last time they had seven sacks in a game, right? Um, did they rush more this time around? Well, you know, last week we talked a lot about that. The last few weeks, not a lot of pressure with that front four. They weren't creating a lot of pressure. Uh, they gave up 10 touchdowns the last couple of weeks. They only gave up one touchdown today. So they rebounded nicely overall, but I like, you're right. I liked what they, what I saw today. Um, there's a lot more movement in the line. There were several stunts that got Khalil Mack 
moving around and avoiding those double teams and those tight end chips. Um, and the Bears blitzed at the right times. Uh, Roquan Smith, another Pro Bowl performance today. He had two sacks. He was seemingly everywhere the ball was today on, on defense, Ron. I mean, he's having another he's, – He's obviously, he's a Pro Bowl-type season. Um, you know, they blitzed at the right times. I mean, to me, Ron, Alan Robinson actually, after the game, said it best. Um, he said that this is what it looks like when the team plays complementary football. The offense played well. The defense played well. They even got some good special, special teams. Uh, so overall, just, you know, all around good football from front and back. Were there some odd plays, some question marks? Sure. But overall, they played really, really good. It was It's really good to see that type of energy um, and uh, the offense responding well. The one thing, you know, if I've got to knock something, they lack that killer sort of instinct. You, you think, well, how could you be saying that, Tim? They're up 30 to six to seven late in the game, you know, their, their last three drives netted, like, I want to say something like 39 yards on like 20 plays or something like that, or 50. It was, it wasn't, it it just kind of feels like they ran out of gas down towards the end, the offense. Um, And Houston didn't take advantage of those, those opportunities, but you know, you like to see, don't take your foot off the gas, just keep on rolling. Keep, yeah. You know, I would have liked to see him run the football a little bit better in the second half too. So, but overall, I, I'm very happy. Big win for the Bears. Well, I I was out golfing today, so I didn't have an opportunity to actually watch the Bears game. And uh, I was good thing you did. Uh, but I was talking to my son, and he was like, you know, the the very first play, the very first play. For the Bears offense, you know, uh, Montgomery ran an 80-yard touchdown. So is that true? <laughs> so I need to confirm with you, is that is that even true? Because if that's the case, because he ended with a hundred, like 113 yards or something like that, right? That is absolutely true. And it was a, you know, a lot of times these type of plays. So, yes, Montgomery ran it 80 yards, opening play touchdown. And a big reason that happened was that the cornerback that was covering Allen Robinson bit on the the out and wasn't there. The safety came up, couldn't make a play, and um, had the cornerback not had the cornerback realize it was a running play versus a passing play, um, he may have been in a better position to slow Montgomery down, and it likely would have been a good game, but not an eighty-yard touchdown. Um, so those types of things happen in those big plays. You know, a lot of times you're going to have a big play like an 80-yard run, one of two things happened. Either somebody made a missed assignment on defense or there was a penalty on offense that sprung that guy for that big game. So in this case, it was just a, a mistake made by the defensive cornerback to, to fight on the uh, out pattern from uh, Al Robinson. Um, and they just couldn't catch him. You know, it was nice to see. But it, you know, those are the types of things you didn't get too much. It was nice to see that. All right. So it was nice to see that. Um, it was, you know, we needed to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no question. And uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. We're working with T Dog's new mic, and uh, it went a little staticky there for for a second. But uh, we're nice and clear now, so we're sounds we're, good. Yeah, okay. yeah, sounds good. So that was nice to know because you know my son's like, you know, you got to watch the game. I'll get to the game. You know, I was actually looking forward to watching the the Raiders game today, but uh, the Bears finally get their first win of our podcast, uh, early podcast careers. 
And uh, it was nice to see that they actually took advantage. You're absolutely right, Tim. You mentioned, uh, you know, why would I say, why would anybody say, you know, that you still, you know, they still needed killer instinct, even though they were up 36 to seven. And the reason why you're saying that is the fact they still need to work out some stuff. Yeah. There's some kinks that seriously need to work out. And uh, they were able to do that for the most part. Um, I mean, 36 points, that's pretty impressive against a team that, I, I mean, let's be honest, you didn't pick the Bears for this week. Well, that's that's true. That's true. You I weren't... felt Houston. I mean, Bears didn't give me much reason to pick them. Yeah. And Houston, you know, I, I thought they would uh, take him here a bit. And I know you mentioned Montgomery. He only ended up with 113 yards. I mean, the, the Bears did have, you know, I want to say, so they ended up with around 80-something yards on the other 22 carries, the other 22 times they carried the ball, which is not terrible. It was around four yards per carry if you take away the 80-yard the run. Um, but that's also not a lot of rushing attempts when your team is up by by 36 points or, you know, up 36 to 7. Yeah. Normally you see something like that. So it just felt like they really could have had more opportunity to really work on the run. Uh, but at the same time, you got a big game out of Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, there's no question there. He played really well. Uh, and you know, you think about, well, look at Robinson. I mentioned him earlier, nine catches today, 123 yards and a touchdown. Dude, this guy is going to command some big money this offseason. Oh, yeah. He's actually texting with uh, the boys, uh, Steve and Chuck and Terry and those guys, you know, just kind of talking about this. And, you know, the question is, do you think he's going to kind of really command the type of high dollar receiver money on the market? Um, but for him to have the the numbers that he has with the quarterbacks he's had to deal with here in Chicago, yeah, I don't see how he's not. There's going to be some wide receivers out there. You got Keenan Allen, you got Chris Godwin from the Buccaneers is possibly going to be out there. Uh, but he, you know, he very well could be franchise tagged. He's only 25 years old. Um, but Robinson's going to be one of the higher coveted wide receivers out there, and he's got over a thousand yards receiving with three games left with Trubisky and really Foles mainly yeah this is quarterback i mean come on he's i think he's he's in for a big payday is that what the bears probably not but it's going to be interesting to see but trubisky has played well and he he did play really well today yeah it's disappointing that the bears can't lock up uh alan robinson now or at least get into some conversations or talks about his contract or up and coming contract uh because the real the reality of it is i don't i don't see anybody coming out of the bears uh, practice squad or or that's on the field currently. I mean, Mooney, but there's really not. You can't go to you, our depth charts for wide receivers pretty thin, I think. Um, you know, if we were able to maybe uh, carry uh, keep Jeffries, that would have probably been helpful. I mean, you could imagine those two, right? It would have been pretty awesome to see those two, but. I mean, Mooney's, you know, Mooney's a, a great, what, what did we get him in, a third round? I think it was a fifth-round pick. Fifth-round pick. So, I mean, for a fifth-round pick, he's he's playing really well, especially with those two quarterbacks. And I I don't know if you can go back to Foles. I don't think you I don't think you should, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think I think Mitch Mitch had a good good game today. I mean, he had 267 yards and, and three touchdowns. First time since week, I think week one, that he actually didn't have a, a interception. We didn't turn over the ball at all. So it was, it was, um, it's been a long time coming. Like I said, there were some games that we could have taken. We should have won last week's game. We're still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, um, 
the uh, football uh, tonight, Sunday night's game, they had a guy out there talking about the percentages. Almost felt like um, like an uh, the ele- debate. Yeah, almost felt, felt like, like an election it was debate or not election night. Exactly, that's exactly what I thought when I saw them doing the 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 screens and the percentages, and they're like, "Oh, look at this guy here and this." This team and their circling stuff, it was like they were circling states. So the question the exact same thing. Yeah, right. So the question is, is 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 the Bears more like a Trump or is it more like a Biden? Are they, are they gonna just uh, come in and uh get eighty million votes and or get eighty million wins, or are they gonna get uh seventy seven thousand wins and, and lose yeah, and I, lose, I unfortunately, lose the playoffs? More, yeah, they're more like a Trump. I mean, you mentioned Trubisky and Ron he's played well the last couple of weeks and it's, it made me wonder, and you think about this, did Nagy and the bears make the wrong decision benching him earlier this year? That's a legitimate question. Now, I mean, now don't get me wrong. Okay. It's not, he's not playing lights out, you know, but the numbers don't lie. We actually talked about this last week. The offense actually plays better under him. It's a better running game, right? I mean, there's just, they, 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 yeah. Did he deserve to be benched in that game against Atlanta? Absolutely. I mean, there was he was just playing very poorly. Did he b- deserve to be benched for the rest of the season? I don't know. Um, you think about that year the Bears went 12-4 and four a couple of seasons ago. They, they were very creative on offense. They moved Mitch in and out of the pocket. They confused the defense uh, with motion and oftentimes a quick tempo that Mitch was good at running. Yeah. But last year they went away from that. Right. Yeah, and this completely. year it's much of the same. And you think, are, are we, have we done him a disservice in that regard? And did the Bears get a little premature with that benching? And um, I'm going right. to say, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the record and say, yes, absolutely. I think Mitch yeah. should have been in there from win or lose. He, he had already won two games when he got benched. Three games, actually. Three games. Or, yeah, they, you're right. He had won two games, and then he got benched in the third game. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So he already won two games. So, you know, okay, you benched him for Foles. You know, of all the quarterbacks out there for Foles. And then you bring – you you should bring Mitch back. And I believe they did. Didn't Or did they go with continue with Foles? But I thought no, they, they – went. they went with Foles. They brought Mitch back for one play, and then he got hurt yeah. on his one play. It was a gimmick play. And I, and I also feel like, um, I also feel like the, the bears, you know, missed a great opportunity to keep that kid in. Cause you know, obviously he's not going to be the future that you said they didn't, uh, renew his contract or his option or whatever. They didn't pick up his fifth, his fifth year. Yeah. They didn't pick it up. So what is, so is he done after this season? Well, he's a free agent. Yeah. So. So that I, I, means he could play for the Bears or he could not. I mean, I, I there's there I, there's I'm pretty he, sure there's teams out there that would probably take him. Unfortunately, yeah. no, I think there are going to be some teams that are going to are going to look at him for at least a very capable backup or somebody that could come in and you know they could look at it and say what they couldn't do, yeah. what the Bears couldn't do. I think he can do better in our system or whatever the case may be. I think uh, Jacksonville can take him. Uh, if if uh, Jimmy G is still hurt, uh, what if he went back to what if he went to the Niners? Wouldn't that be? Yeah, I don't know. Jacksonville, I don't think is an option just because they're going to be high enough to draft one of the top quarterbacks that are coming out this year. Those so they're going to make a move there uh, with most likely Justin Fields with the Jets likely losing out for the rest of the year and having their their chance at Trevor Lawrence. Um, one team that might 
interests you that that is a possibility is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is is long in the tooth. There's no question. He still plans on playing for some years, but uh, the Steelers um, are are kind of an interesting possibility for Mitch Trubisky to go in there and perhaps play uh, be under there for a couple of years under Roethlisberger and uh, perhaps take over for him there. I mean, that's something that that's something to think about. It's a possibility, but who knows. Well, for now, you know, let's just see if we can get a few more wins under our belt. We're playing Jacksonville next week. So that uh, should Vikings actually. Or Vikings, Vikings excuse me. We Vikings. Jacksonville. We do have Jacksonville in between the Vikings and Packers. So we do have, you know, and as you mentioned, I think you mentioned it that, you know, the Bears playoff hopes are are they're there. They're slim. They're on life support, but they're there. Yeah. Um, they need a lot of help. They're obviously on the outside looking in. The Cardinals got a big win today to to, to help hurt that. But the Bears also, you know, they can somewhat control, not fully control their own destiny, but if they get a win next week, they obviously set themselves up for a Jacksonville game where they can get back to, uh, you know, nudge over 500, and then that Packer game will become interesting. So who knows? But at yep. least we got ourselves a win today. It was, it was a real good win for the Bears. So how about those Cowboys? Cowboys also got another big win today. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the defense played just good enough today and led the way against the Bengals. I mean, Ron, we talked about it the last couple podcasts. The Bengals, who seem to be on the rise, you actually, or I actually picked them earlier as my upset of the week, and they won uh, really high on Joe Burrow. and, And unfortunately, with that injury, he's out, so... Um, they're on the downslope, but the today the um, uh, really what killed the Bengals today was was turnovers. They had three fumbles that really doomed them from the start because uh, the Bengals actually sustained some pretty decent drives. I mean, they were nine to sixteen on third downs, uh, and they moved the ball well. They were just killed by turnovers. That was really the big difference maker in that game. Um, the Cowboys really were kind of where they needed to be at the right time. You know, getting the turnovers where they needed to get them. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Got him started kind of there with a forced fumble in the beginning. I think it was actually like the second or third play of the game. Um, Alden Smith uh, scooped up one and raised 78 yards for a touchdown. And, and, you know, the Bengals, though, they did play well enough offensively that you would have thought they could have – it would have – the score would have been closer. They actually had a um, a 15-play 70-yard drive, I think, at the towards the late end stages of the game that they um, – stalled because of a woeful penalty that 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 killed them so mm. they really shot themselves in the foot it wasn't like dallas played a great game they didn't even have 200 yards of offense today i mean so dallas did not play well offensively ezekiel elliott did not run the ball well um but it was good enough to win so they're in the win column they're still technically alive for the um uh the nfc least division yeah uh, but i think it's pretty much uh that ship has sailed in, in my opinion yeah i agree i i Man, that ship should sail. Uh, Giants, you know, hey, G- Giants, tip your hat. Last couple of weeks, they've had a few wins, but really, the team that's coming, I think, out of the NFC least that has, I've had high hopes, and I don't know why I didn't pick them this week, is Washington. Man, oh no man, qu- no question. Yeah, I mean, don't look now, Ron, but the Washington football team is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They've won four straight. With only the Chiefs, their current eight-game winning streak, um, outshining the team formerly known as the Redskins. So, yeah, there's no question. I mean, these guys are playing really well. 
Yeah, well, I had the upset of the week last week, and that was the Steelers. And that losing. upset of the year, upset of the year. I think Steve actually told me that that was the upset of the year in his mind. So he he liked your pick there. I liked my pick because I was confident and sure. <laughs> okay. So How the, about the Raiders, yeah, Raiders, man. So I watched that game because I need to, and once again, I felt like it started off. Very much like the like the Raiders were playing the Chiefs. It was back and forth. It was, you know, you score a touchdown, I score a touchdown. Man, Raiders defense. Now they are missing some some key players, but man, they, they can't stop anything. I mean, uh Phillip Rivers just went to town. So the you know uh but Raiders looked really good in the first half. Raiders looked really good. I think they ended the half at um I think they ended the half at like, I don't know, 17 to 10 or something like that. But, or. It was 20 to 14, I think, at halftime. At halftime, excuse me, 20 to 14. And then, and then, uh, then it was kind of going back and forth. And then at the end, man, they were just trying to push too hard. And you got a couple of, uh, you know, poor pass plays, uh, fumble, interception. They got ran back to the house. I mean, 44-27 is the final score. You know, you would think, wow, they, you know, Colts really blew them out. But really, you take, you you take, obviously you take away a couple of those defensive scores or turnovers, and then you throw in the Derek Carr pass with that one-handed catch by, um, I want to say his last name is like Mooney or something like that. Some defensive player just, just robs, uh, I think it's, uh, Absolutely robs uh what's his name, man? I'm 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 losing my mind a little bit. Yeah, Darren Waller. Robs oh, Waller, him yeah. yeah, in the end zone. Uh literally leaps up one hander, grabs it, pulls it down for an interception. So unfortunately, Derek Carr went uh thirty one of forty five for three hundred and sixteen yards and two touchdowns and two picks. Josh Jacobs was injured. I think uh, Gruden had to talk to him this week and just say, "Hey, man, there's other there's other running backs that are injured that still played hard." And uh, just because you have a nagging injury, can't be 100 percent all the time. Uh, one of those running backs is, you know, our former uh, best running back that I think of of all time is Walter Walter Payton. He played hurt. Derek Carr did rush uh, one touchdown in, so he threw for two, ran for for a second, uh, third one in. Um, really, the wide receiver of the day, man, was uh, Aguilar. Five catches, a hundred yards, and a touchdown. I mean, overall, I like the like Las Vegas has the, has the weapons. They just offensively, defensively, something's just you know, if it's injuries or COVID or whatever's going on. It's just not looking good. It was a big, big loss. As you said, you know, in the opener, it was a big loss for Las Vegas to to uh-huh. get that loss. They they really needed that that win. And if we watch the election board for playoff hopes, I think they have a 45% chance of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, well, let's talk playoff picture, Ron, because that was a big loss. Uh, the Raiders really, that dropped them out. They're on the outside looking in with the uh, Ravens pending their game tomorrow um, in a good position up in front of them. So you've got Baltimore right now that that's ahead of the Raiders. Um, but overall, the AFC picture, it's, it's interesting. You've got Kansas City, of course. You know, as we've talked, 
you've got uh, seven teams from each conference now making the playoffs, where it used to be six. All right, now we're seven. You got Kansas City as the top overall pick right now at twelve and one, uh, pending the the Steelers game uh, tonight against the uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, because right now the Steelers actually own the tiebreaker over um, uh, over Pittsburgh, but due to the conference schedule, so that's actually not you know that could change. That one's a little bit tougher, yeah, uh, as, as the season closes down, but. Uh, you got Pittsburgh right on their heels. So those two teams are really fighting for that number one seed, which is the only team that gets a bye this year, Ron. There's only one team. So oh, that's uh, going to be of, interesting. Yeah. Right, right. You only have one team now that fights for it while the rest of them. So Pittsburgh or Kansas City, each team with only one loss, one of those two teams is going to play in the wild card round. It's interesting when you think about that. They're hmm. going to be hosting, uh, you know, whoever the lower seed is. But anyway, uh, Miami with that big win today. Uh, Actually, oh no! Did Miami lose today? No, Miami won. Miami did win today. Yeah, so they leapfrogged into that final spot. Um, you got the Colts, Browns ahead of them. The division leaders are Buffalo and Tennessee. They're obviously uh, ahead of Cleveland, and Indianapolis. There, so Vegas is in some trouble. And so, no question, this was a big loss for no. them. Yeah, kind of puts them kind of at the outside looking in, and they're going to need some help as they move forward in order to. Um, in order to get themselves into the postseason. No, Miami so, lost. They, Miami lost today. Miami did lose. I thought so. Okay. To the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, they, yeah. So Miami lost, but they're still uh, the number seven overall seed. Correct. Um, the Vegas, it, this is a tough loss for them. So they're going to have to figure out a way to, uh, to rebound. There's no question. Um, yeah. And in the NFC, you've got the Green Bay Packers right now holding the tiebreaker over New Orleans. So they have the number one seed, unfortunately for Bear fans out there. Seeing the Packers continue to have success. Uh, you got the Saints right there on their tail. Not sure when Drew Brees is supposed to be back, but obviously their Super Bowl hopes are riding on his return. Yeah, um, yeah it was a big – Eagles came through today. I mean – Yeah, yeah. the Eagles played well. I mean, they still have some hopes of trying to catch, you know, the the Redskins – or the Washington football team or the Giants in that in – that, uh, Division. Well, your boy Jalen Hurt got his first win, mm-hmm. and it, it's a good win over the Saints. Um, it would have been probably a little bit better if it was against, you know, Drew Brees versus Hill. But still, a win a is a win. He yeah. still beat a good defense. I mean, the Saints have a really good defense, so that was. A- yeah. Uh, so we're having some technical difficulties again. Hold on a second. There we go. Woo. Some some serious static out there. Let me see if I can fix that. Dude, wiggle your mic. So, anyways, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulty. And uh, we're back. We're good. We're good now. Yeah. I I don't know. Sometimes it just kind of goes in and out or I I have no idea. It's really strange. But anyways, uh, sorry if we blew out some speakers in your car. Um, (laughs) I think we, I think we could, uh, I think we definitely could say that we blew out some speakers in the car. But anyways, um, once again, Washington with a big win over San Francisco. 
Uh, Seattle, finally Seattle shows up. Hello, Seattle. Welcome back to actual yeah. football. 40 to, but it was the Jets. I guess they needed the Jets. I mean, what, what does that tell you? Seattle comes in, crushes 40 to three, but Vegas go, comes in and has to go into, you know, a, a fourth, you know, down in the fourth quarter. And then you have the defensive coordinator for the Jets doing an all out blitz with uh, 13 seconds to go. And unfortunately, that all out blitz leads to Doug Will. Is it Doug Williams? Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Yep. Losing his job over it. But I've heard some. I've heard some conversations about that, and n- nobody felt or or no nobody seemed to be surprised with that play calling. They feel he is aggressive. So for him to do that was not, oh, let's throw the Jets game uh, or let's make sure that they still continue to lose. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, it was another loss, last-minute loss, probably an embarrassing loss, actually, because they should have had that as a win. But unfortunately for him, which he's a really good defensive coordinator, I like him when he played when he was on the Saints and – he went to Cleveland. He didn't do so well there. You like that he had bounties on opposing teams too? Did you like that about him? I'm down with the bounties. Wow. Well, why not? It's 2020. Why Probably not? Because it's illegal. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot. Somebody to physically hurt another person. Yeah, there's a lot of things illegal out there. Yeah. Bounties, protesting, rioting, whatever. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. You. uh you send people after people to, to get them hurt. Uh, it is what it is. It made it for fun. I'm sure those guys, I'm sure those NFL players had fun, you know, winning that money like they needed sure. it, like they needed it, right? So, yeah, uh, Greg Williams canned from the Jets. Uh, Adam Googly-Eye Gacy still on the team. You think they're going to let him go? Absolutely. He will not be on the team next year. I'd be shocked if he's still coaching the Jets. What's if the Bears end up winning out a couple more games and and are above five hundred? Does the Bears decide? Because we've been calling for, not really calling for, but we've been questioning and having the question of the Bears get rid of their head coach, and if they do, who are they going to get? Well, that is a great question, and there's uh, even with Matt Nagy still having the job and Ryan Pace, for that matter, there's still a lot of talk and a lot of speculation out there about who would or should replace both of those men if they get let go. Um, but one interesting name just kind of popped up this weekend there, LV, and it's a name that's familiar to many Bear fans, and that's... Uh, Santa Lovey Smith with that big white beard got fired from the uh, the Illini. And it, I, I don't know if you remember Lovey Smith, but that's the guy who actually led the Bears to their only three playoff wins in the last, what, 25 years <laughs> or something like that, or yeah. 22 years or whatever. I think the Bears have, I want to say the Bears have five playoff wins since 95. I'm going to go back with my brain here, and I think that's the case, and he's got three of them. So, uh, Lovey Smith was fired after he uh, won 10 games for the Bears. Um, you know, they were just ready to move on. 
But there are some out there who would love for the Bears to at least knock on that door again. Uh, Alex Brown, uh, former Bear, actually came out. So did uh, Lance Briggs um, to say, if it were me, I'd knock on the door again and see how interested he'd be is coming back in some capacity uh, with the Chicago Bears. And um, I've always been a Lovey Smith fan. Um, You know, he built that deep. That that defense was a stingy defense. It was Mm -hmm. a takeaway oriented defense. I was always a fan. Uh, didn't want to see him go when he was gone, but I'm not quite sure I would want to jump on the old nostalgia, nostalgia wagon there and uh, bring him into the fold. But there are some out there who uh, who do. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I, I, I really like Lovey Smith as well. Um, I didn't think he needed to be let go with 10-win season. I mean, 10 wins right now probably would get you in the playoffs because <laughs> of COVID. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I got you. I think you know overall, it just they the big the big challenge there towards the end was their offensive struggles, and um, you know he moved on. He went to I believe he went to Tampa Bay after that, and he coached the Buccaneers uh, for a couple of seasons, and they were not good seasons. But yeah, so so Lovey Smith. Maybe a possibility. He's out there. He's, you know, that could be a possibility. But right now, we need to focus on the now, baby. We need to focus on Mitch. And we need to, maybe it was a good thing uh, that, um, it was a good thing that, um, trying to think here. Uh, It's a good thing that, um, Nagy actually got Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky to play better, and maybe it was it was it, maybe it was needed that um, he needed to relinquish his play calling. Uh, it was important. Maybe he just needed a break from it, kind of reset, retrigger. You know they they should have they should have won last week, and unfortunately they didn't. But it wasn't like a complete total loss. You know, it was, it was lessons learned, right? And those lessons learned um, makes it important for, for Nagy possibly to stay in as head coach. The question is, does Pace remain as the, as the GM? Shifting gears, though, uh, getting to the Chicago White Sox uh, baseball news. Chicago White Sox uh, signed Adam Eaton to a one-year uh, deal with a possible uh, extension or pickup for the following year. So he, he could stay with the team for uh, two years, two seasons. I liked Adam Eaton when he played for the White Sox. I think he's a positive guy. I know he's a team player. I know he's vocal uh, in the in the locker room with those guys. We have a lot of young uh, kids out there. Kids. Here I go again with the kids again. and. Um, I know that, uh, these guys, Adam Eden would be the guy that you would need in the locker room, maybe to offset old fuddy duddy, <laughs> Tony LaRussa, uh, if he's still there and, um, be the voice for that team, you know, be that voice in that locker room. What do you think there T? Yeah, I think I think there's no question that the White Sox are making some interesting moves. I know some they've been tied to a few of the other big names out there. George Springer of the Houston Astros uh, was tied to the White Sox there. 
Um, I know there were a few thinking they should have made it. They should should have looked at a potentially a trade for Blake Snell, who's being dangled out there from Tampa Bay. Although he's going to command some pretty high prospects uh, from any team that's going to get him. Um, but they did also pick up Lance Lynn, uh, pitcher with the um, Texas Rangers. Uh, he enjoyed a lot of success early in his career with the uh, with the Cardinals. Actually, LV he won 18 games with him back in 2012, I believe. Uh, a couple of 15-win seasons. He actually won 16 games uh, with the Rangers a couple seasons ago and pitched well this year. So, I mean, I, th- I think he's a good pickup right there. He eats up a lot of innings. Uh, he's, a, he's definitely a big inning guy. He wants to pitch deep into the game. He's not the, you know, you see a lot of these starters these, these days that they get through five, six innings and either they're gassed or the, the managers want to take him out. Larusa, old school guy. You're probably going to see Lance Lynn in there, well deep into the games. You're going to see him probably push 200 innings this season if he could stay healthy. So I think that's another big pickup for the Sox as well. Yeah, I. Once again, you know they're going to be losing some key free agents out there. We got James McCann that had a great season as the catcher of the White Sox. He's going to be free agent. I don't think we're going to be signing him, but the White Sox have potential. At least they made it to the playoffs this year. A shortened year, but at least they were in it. Uh, your Cubs were in it too, weren't they? They were in the playoffs, weren't they? Or did they the miss Cubs the playoffs? Were in the playoffs and they got they got bounced. Yeah, I mean the White Sox got bounced too. They won their first game, but did your Cubs win a game at all or no? No, the offense the offense was was non-existent in the playoffs, and unfortunately, no wins there for them. So um, I had a question up on the Monday morning Couch Potatoes podcast. Twitter Facebook. account and Facebook, but really Facebook. Yeah. I'm trying to plug both sites there. T dog. Right. Right. And, uh, I said, if you had one Christmas wish for your sports team, what would it be? And we had a response. Do you see the, you probably don't see it, right? I'm the one. that. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. We had a response. It was John Mandala, a yeah. uh, good friend of the T dogs. Uh, he says his wish is that the, that the Ricketts, the owner of the the Chicago Cubs uh, get get they get back to business. Twenty sixteen was a was great, but you spent too much money turning Wrigleyville into Disneyland. <laughs> spent the cash on the team, uh, spend the cash on the team, and quitting cater quit catering to the hipsters. Now, I haven't lived in Chicago. You just recently moved from Chicago or the suburb of. What do you have to say about that there, T-Dog? Well, the funny thing about that, so John Mandala is a, is a co-worker and a friend, and he's an old-school kind of guy. He's, he's actually – he's definitely somebody we're going to want to have on this podcast at some point um, to bring in his insight when it comes to the world of Chicago sports because if, there, if there's one person that I think may even be more dialed in than me when it comes to the history – of uh, the Cubs and the Bears and that it's definitely John. So I, I, I like that wish. There's no question the Bears di- or the Cubs rather did spend a, a ton of money on revamping Wrigley, Wrigleyville and uh, revamping that stadium. And I like that. There's no question about it. And I don't know if that was necessarily at the expense of what they have, what they're up against if, from a payroll perspective, but I get it. I mean, he's, he's right. They have uh a lot of big decisions to make. Um, you know, Chris Bryant is is one of the biggest ones. He's probably going to be tendered a 
a uh, one-year deal somewhere in the 18 to 20 million dollar range they still they have uh, Javier Baez somewhere in probably the 10 to 12 million dollar range they're going to have to pay Wilson Contreras Ian Happ um Victor Car- Victor Caratini their backup catcher I think is also arbitration eligible so they got a lot of decisions to make on top of some guys that are already tying up big money in that in the payroll with of course Jason Hayward leading that way I think he's going to count 23 million against the cap this year you Darvish is 22 million they did pick up Anthony Rizzo's contract, uh, his uh, team deal or uh, option, which I think was about $16.5 million. Um, and then you got like uh, guys like Craig Kimbrell, you know, with uh, $16 million tearing, tying up that, uh, that payroll. So they don't have a lot of room. And more than likely, they're going to be cutting forty to $50 million from the overall uh, expenses. So I don't know if he's going to get his wish. Yeah, so he might not get his wish there, T Dog, and that's that's a problem that uh, we're going to have to figure out uh, once those wishes come true. So, John Mandala, thank you for uh, putting in your post. Uh, we did say that you would be brought up on this week's podcast, which you are, my friend. And I can't even give you the smack wagging because uh, it was a good thing. It wasn't even a bad thing, unfortunately. I will, and what's funny is I will give the uh, smack wagon intro here. We're going to do that right now because I feel like the smack wagon is coming. And when it does, it's going to run you over, man. So basically, I'm throwing a smack wagon out to the hissing and the pissing and the the sound that we're getting from. I don't know if it's a mic issue or if it's an internet issue or if it's a i i have no idea it's new equipment we're kind of going through the motions so we uh, apologize for you know the sounds and if i have to lower the mic i think we're getting it down though i think we're getting it down like when we start hearing that noise you know i think we're getting it down that we can try to eliminate that sound but for now i'm gonna throw the smack wagon on the old lv 708 or as I like to call LV, because uh, I need to get run over because I need to be the one uh, phasing out that hissing sound, and I don't know how to do it yet. So I just got ran over by the smack wagon. And backed over. There we go. What's that? You know what? It's a new podcast. We're only eight in. We'll get this dialed in. Yeah, absolutely. So... Our final segment. It's going to be a quick one tonight, folks. We're not going to be on for an hour and 40 minutes this time. I think we're going to be closer to an hour. So we're going to talk about uh, this week's uh, uh, games real quickly. Just kind of brush over the upset of the week and the lock of the week. I know we kind of mentioned it, but I just kind of want to, to round back up on that. And then we're going to get into next week's picks. Unless there's something else on your mind there, t Dog. No, no, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's see how next week's going to look. All right. So uh, you have the lock of the week and the upset of the week for this week? Yeah, my upset of the week was Tennessee, or rather lock of the week was Tennessee over Jacksonville. So I won that one as Tennessee just smacked Jacksonville down. That was an easy one. Um, I did pick the Giants to upset, upset the Cardinals, and they did not come to play today. So unfortunately, I lost that. I am... My upset of the week, I am 1-6 overall. My only upset was that Cincinnati game I picked earlier this year against Tennessee. 
Uh, so I've got that, you know, to stamp on the side of the car there. But uh, and my lock of the week, not very well either. I'm under 500, sitting at three and four. Uh, so it has not been a good start to the uh, to the picks, football picks there for the T Dog. Yeah, that's 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 no bueno to my Spanish speaking friends. So what do we got out there? Uh, what do I have? Uh, well, you picked Tampa Bay as your lock, and that they won. They beat the Vikings today. That gives you seven lock wins out of seven lock choices. Wow. Well done. Well done. Well you done. did pick Jacksonville to upset Tennessee. Yeah. So my lock of the week was your upset of the week. <laughs> and you have not yet quite honed the upset of the week. You have not picked one yet. <laughs> no, I did. Washington last week. The, that was the biggest upset of the week. Yes. Oh, that's right. So you do have one. Darn. Oh, darn it. Okay. Yeah. Disregard. I thought you didn't have don't one. Be, don't be shortchanging me, dude. <laughs> that was that was the upset of the year, so you did call that one. Upset of the year, folks. I called yeah. it. So this well, needless w- to say, after though after last week's records, you did finally take the lead. You got fifty two wins to my fifty coming into this week. So um you dip, you picked up a couple of wins with your uh, you had a monster week, twelve out of fifteen wins. Yeah, about a fifteen games. I should say you picked so yeah, nicely done. It was a good week. This week, not Joey, so much. Joey lost the bear game, so you picked the bears, uh, and they they lost to the lions. And they you should lost. they should have won. I mean, that could have been a win. That should have been a win. They should have won. Seattle getting upset by the Giants. You lost that game, and the Chargers. And I, but all. remember, I wanted the Giants to begin with. Yeah. So you were close. Now, granted, the the Patriots completely destroyed. Uh, the Chargers last week. The Chargers are just playing some bad football the last couple of weeks. But they did sneak out a win today, but nonetheless. <sighs> yeah, Chargers snuck out a win. And you know who else snuck out a win this week that I was shocked out over was Denver. I didn't think. Locke. Oh, Drew Locke. Holy cow. He went off, Four, dude. Touchdowns. Four touchdowns, yeah. He had, a, he had a big game against Carolina. We both picked. We both missed on that one. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big miss. I mean, I don't think it was a blowout i think it was within a touchdown but still nevertheless Uh all right so this week uh we've got chargers at the raiders i'm gonna go ahead since uh, i'm in las vegas i am actually gonna take the raiders at home i think they really need to bounce back on this one it's a must win game for them to stay within the hunt for the playoffs also uh i believe they get some of their defensive core back which is what they need and um I'm going with the Raiders. What about you there, T-Dog? Yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked about it earlier. They were just brutal on defense today. I think they allowed well over 200 yards rushing to the Colts. Um, And as we talked about, this is a loss that could prove very costly for the Raiders. So a win here would allow them to at least retake some of that control. I talked about that earlier of their destiny. Um, As, you know, there's a game on the other side of this one with the Dolphins. So that one is going to have some monster playoff implications so look for the Raiders to step up here and rebound. I'll take Vegas as well. As long as they're not looking ahead to that Miami game. I hope they're not. they got to figure out a way to beat the Chargers. So I'm going to take L- uh, Las Vegas as well. Yeah, LV, baby. LV. I, did, I almost said LV. Go ahead. Uh, then we got uh, the – now the Bills are currently playing right now. Do we know what the score is? Spoiler alert after the fact. <laughs> it is It is going to be a spoiler alert after the fact because, you know, this is Monday morning couch potatoes. 
I know it was scoreless in the second. I can see if we get it. Well, go ahead. Talk about your pick. I'll see if I can get a live score for you. So right now we got Bills at the Broncos. Uh, both are cold-weathered teams. I still like the Bills to take it over the Broncos, even though I think, uh, honestly, I think the – what's the saying? Um, the saying is – the saying is for the for the Bills is that uh, the Broncos are not, is, Drew Locke's not going to have two like blowout games in a row, so I'm going with the I'm going with the Bills. What about you there, yeah. Tudor? No, I see what you're saying. Does he have another career game in him after that four touchdown performance against the Panthers? Um, well, the Bills defense has not been playing well as of late, so if they continue to struggle, he just might. But I'm gonna. I'm going to take the Bills to keep their playoff momentum going. Okay, so uh, Panthers over the Packers. I'm going to talk on this one real quick. And uh, Panthers right now, Packers, they're winning. They're winning games, and they're at home. And Panthers are not winning games. So uh, I'm going to go ahead with the uh, Packers on this one. You said you were going to take the Bills. Though, T-Dog? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bill's over the... All right, now I'm taking the Packers. I got to take the Packers here, too. Aaron Rodgers has that Green Bay offense on the rise while Bridgewater and the Panthers are heading in the wrong direction. So easy win here for the Packers, in my opinion. I I, I agree with you on on Okay, Uh, Niners at the Cowboys. I'll let you talk about that one. I do have a quick update. Buffalo is beating Pittsburgh midway through the fourth, 26 to 15, as of this broadcast, so... Buffalo is being Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah, oh. So Buffalo playing really well. So I, I like Buffalo. Um, actually, LV, I'm going to take a quick timeout here. We need to, we've got breaking news. Okay. Jump in on the picks here. We've got breaking news. Uh, looks like the Cleveland Indians are going to drop their, their name after being known as Ooh. the Indians for over 100 years. Wow. That is- Following the, the footsteps of the Washington football team dropping the Redskins, the Indians are changing. It looks like they're going to be changing the name. I don't have any too much information, but it just came across on my ticker here as breaking news. Uh, first reported, I think, by Jeff Passan uh, of uh, ESPN. So there you go. Interesting little break in the middle of our picks here, but I figure i got to bring it up. Probably something we can talk about on our on our podcast next week. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, what are they going to be called? The uh, Cleveland baseball team? Probably. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team? The Cleveland baseball team. Anyway, uh, what, which one are we on? Detroit at Tennessee? Let's get back to our picks. No, Niners at Cowboys. That's your that's your team, so I'll let you talk about it. Uh, oh, Niners at Cowboys? I, I like the Cowboys uh, really here. And actually, this is going to be my upset of the week, LV. Now, don't laugh before you laugh. <laughs> Okay, who's the Niners the are actually favored by one. So technically, the Cowboys are underdogs. They're my upset of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cowboys at the Niners. Uh, no, Niners at the Cowboys. And right. you know, I I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Niners right now, and I don't even know who the quarterback is and whoever he is currently as we talk. Uh he He's not that good. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. But this is going to be your upset of the week. Quarterback for the Cowboys, Andy Dalton? No, no. Uh, 
of the, the Niners? Yeah, who is he? Okay, so <laughs> we're just having a little bit of technical difficulty. No problem. <laughs> we're going to get this resolved. Hearing like other people talking, it's kind of creepy and weird. Almost kind of like, um, almost kind of like ghosts. So, what does your ghost have to say about Seahawks at Washington, T Dog? <laughs> uh, Seahawks at Washington. Well, we talked about it earlier. Washington's hot right now. Um, you know, they've been rocking and rolling, and uh, they've won four straight. And actually, the funny thing about the uh, about Washington is, is if not for a missed two-point conversion against the Giants in Week 6 and a couple of other big plays in the final minute of the two other losses, uh, we'd be talking about a current nine-game winning streak right now for the Washington football team. That's how close it's been for this team. Um, but the question is, is Alex Smith going to play? I don't know if you saw that LV, but he had a calf injury on that leg that ended his career or nearly ended his career a couple years back. Yeah. If he's out, that's a big loss for the Redskins. They're four and two with him. They're two and five without him. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. The Washington had less than 200 yards of offense today. You can't do that against Russell Wilson and the, and the Hawks. I'm going to take Seattle on the road, especially not knowing whether Smith is going to play. Yeah. I, I saw them rubbing his leg. I don't know if he was. They were rubbing it because of an injury, or if he was cramping, or you know what was going on. But I know he was on the side, and they were they were attending his leg. So, I man, it's a good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good game. Question is, can a West Coast team go to the East Coast and win? And I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna stick with Washington. I think they're. As long as Alex Smith is in, I feel confident that they will take it down. They're playing the, as you said earlier in the podcast, the Washington's playing the best football in the last three weeks, four weeks than any any team out there right now. So, well, I don't, I don't know if I said they're playing the best football; they're just winning games. <laughs> but well, in the last couple weeks, football, then yeah, yeah. I mean, their their def, their defense is playing well. That kid Chase Young, that number two overall pick from the last draft. I mean, he is playing lights out last couple of weeks. So he had a great game tonight. But yeah, I, I I think they've got a chance. But I'm gonna pick Seattle. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna skip this other one that I have because it's uh, talking about the Bears. We'll finish that one up at the end. But we got Patriots at the Dolphins. Patriots at the Dolphins. I think Miami's gonna rebound here. I look for them to get a win here in a crucial game for their playoff hopes. Um, they have two big games looming against the Raiders and the Bills, as we talked about. Uh, both of those games are away from Hard Rock Stadium. So I'm gonna take the Finns to get a big win here over the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one. I think dolphins, uh, definitely have, uh, the momentum, even though they lost today, they still look good. They had, they, they were up, then they gave up a couple run you know, scores and then they can't, they were trying to come back and they almost did. You got to talk, you know, you got to tip your hat for double T. He is, he's, a, he's playing a lot better than I think anybody would have thought at this point of his career, which literally is like game five. Uh, the head coach, I think I felt did the right thing by pulling. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick was on a two game winning streak, but the kid needed to play and he's playing well. So as far as I'm concerned, the dolphins are it. So we got Jacksonville at, at the Ravens, Jacksonville at the Ravens. What do you got there? Uh, lock of the week. Jacksonville is going to kill the Ravens. Sure. (laughs) Now, Ravens win this one easily. They will be my lock of the week. I have not used them yet, so I think this is an easy one. Give me Baltimore. 
Yeah, I, I um oops, I put me down, but I don't want that as the lock, but I you have the lock. And I also put me down as the upset of the week. I haven't I haven't done any. I think I'm going to give mine right at the end. So, I agree with you. I like the Ravens. So, we have Buccaneers at Falcons. What do you guys got? Well, Atlanta eliminated eliminated from the playoffs uh, on Sunday. Um, so what do they have to play for? Well, how about a little revenge against Tom Brady? I was trying to think how they could come out with a little win here on this one, LV. And I know it's not the Patriots, but, you know, it's not really the same. But when you, you have the no postseason to play for, what other things are you going to play for? And how about doing your part to hurt Brady's playoff chances in his first season in Tampa? So uh, Tampa's defense has not been playing well the past couple of weeks, but, of course, they did come back strong this past Sunday with six sacks. Um but you know what? They are good against the run, and a Falcons running game is just falling off the face of the earth. I really wanted to take Atlanta here as my upset of the week. I went back and forth on it. But I really – I'm going to say look for Brady to win a close one here. I'm going to take Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Bucks all the way. So you're going to take the Bucks. I, I really want to take sense. one of those where – could the Falcons pull an upset here? I think they could, but – They've just got no running game whatsoever. And, and All right, another good game. I mean, Lions, Lions at the uh, at Tennessee. Lions have been playing – they've been playing good. I mean, they play, they've, they've been scoring against Green Bay. They beat us, unfortunately, the Bears. Uh, they should have lost that game. But they've been playing a little bit better now that they've, they've let go of the head coach. So the reality of it is, though, Derrick Henry – this guy is absolute stud, man. Over 200 yards rushing today. I think he had two touchdowns. I don't think you you can only. I know you have a phrase that you always like to say. You can you can't contain your weight. What's the saying? You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. That's right. And I believe the Lions can't stop him. They can only hope to contain him. But the bottom line is, Tennessee keeps rolling. Well, yeah. I mean, Detroit's given up, I think, nearly 140 yards on the ground this season. I think Derrick Henry could get get that in the first half. Derrick Henry could get that in the first half. So, look for him to win the win. Uh, help the Titans uh, win big here. Hey, I'll take Tennessee. Did I take Tennessee at all in the seven? Do you let me know if I took Tennessee? Because I almost feel like this should be a lock oh, of the week. Lock? Yeah. Um. You. Uh, yeah. Let me take a look for you. I'll see okay. if you did. Or- so the next uh, the next picks are going to be Texans at the Colts. You have not taken Tennessee. Do you want to take them as your lock? I'm taking them as my lock. All right, Tennessee is your lock. It's official. Texans at the Colts. Texans at the Colts. This game is going to be interesting, I think. I mean, the Colts are giving up well over 400 yards per game in the last four games, including um, they gave up 340 yards passing to Sean Watson a couple weeks ago in their, their first meeting. But the... The Colts are still finding ways to win those games, though, Ron, even though they're giving up all those yards, um, having really only lost to the Titans during the stretch in that in that tough game. So I see them holding on to what should be a much closer game here than the Bears-Texans game was, but I'll still take Indy here at home. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the Colts as well. I th- I think, I mean, Phillip Rivers can throw the ball, and so can Mitch, and... The way the Bears manhandled and and Colts have a better defense than the Bears. So 
I'm looking for the Colts to roll. I, I would almost make that a lock, but I believe I used the Colts in the past. So I'm going to, I like my Tennessee Titans pick for the lock though. And I like your choice of the Colts there, T-Dog. So good call. Uh, we got, this one's going to be an interesting game. We got a game of the birds. The Holy Birds, man. It's got the Eagles at the Cardinals. Well, as a Bears fan, you and I should be rooting for the Eagles here, right? Um, to get the win over Arizona. But I just, I just can't see Philly winning this one. The Cards leapfrog the Vikings for that final playoff spot. We talked about that earlier with the with Sunday's big win over the Giants. Kind of and any one of their slide, they've lost three games in a row. Um, their next two games are in the desert, both winnable. You got the Giants and the Niners before they close out a trip to the Rams. So this is a big game. Uh, I see them holding on for the win, though, over Philly. Good, because I need an upset of the week. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. And um, I feel like as much as I think Cardinals will probably win, I feel like upset of the week. Let's make it number two. Let's make my second upset of the week be against the Cardinals. Eagles take it on the road. They they become five. What is their crappy score? Five, nine, and one? Ugh, whatever. Eagles <laughs> it is. Uh, we got the Jets at the Rams. The Jets at the Rams. No reason whatsoever to think the Rams won't win this game. Top five offense of the Rams going against the bottom five defense of the Jets. Number one defense, I think, of the Rams going up against the worst offense in the NFL. The only offense averaging under 300 yards per game. If I didn't already take them as my lock of the week, this would one would be way too easy. The Rams are going to route them here. So give me give me L.A. Yeah, I agree. I, there's not much more to talk about the the, the Jets. I mean, they, they're... I, I can't see them winning a game. Mm-mm, I can't either. Yep. So they're, uh, they're good luck... For- Team in history to go 0 and 16, most likely. Yeah, and good luck getting that number one pick. You guys deserve it. Yeah, they're just going to force Trevor Lawrence to go back and play his senior season at Clemson. That's <laughs> what they're going to do. <laughs> I don't want to be on the Jets. Forget that. It's cold. It's rainy. Mm-hmm. It's the Jets. It's Adam Gase. Googly eye. Um, he's not going to be back, dude. No. I believe. Didn't they already fire the GM? I think they already fired the GM. Uh, I'm not sure. If not, they're going to. So, we've got Kansas City at the Saints. Is Drew Brees back? I don't think he's coming back next week. I think he was supposed to miss at least six weeks because he was put on IR, or I whatever they call that now, because they do have a mid-season IR. IR used to mean you were gone for the season and couldn't come back, but they changed, they changed some rules around that. Um, but I want to say he has to miss at least a minimum of six weeks in that scenario. So I don't believe he's back, but this is still the game of the week and a potential Super Bowl preview here, right? Assuming they do get him back at some point soon. Uh, big reason for that is a top defense of the Saints going against against that juggernaut offense of the Chiefs. Um, God, this is a tough one. I, I think I'm going to take KC on the road here to keep their win streak going. I mean, prior to prior to Sunday's loss, the Giants, the Saints were giving up less than 10 points per game over their previous five and playing dominant football. But now you're going up against, well, they used to call the Rams the greatest show on turf, right? Yeah. So what are we going to call the Chiefs? They're going to kick your ass on grass? I don't know. I mean, I just, <laughs> the Saints need to win this game bad to keep pace with the pack and that number one overall seed. But I, I just can't see it happening. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. Hell 
Holy testicle Tuesday. I'm telling you, kick your ass on grass. I like it. Uh, I already wrote it down. It's the, I took Casey as well. And then we have Browns, the, man, the, the nine and three Browns. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? The nine and three Browns going against the, the five and eight Giants. Once again, Browns, the Giants are not going to be able to contain Chubb. They're not going to be able to contain uh, Mayfield. You got Landry catching balls left and right. All kinds of balls. Usually he catches them by one hand. It's pretty amazing stuff. Right, so you're, you're taking the Browns, huh? I think I'll take the Browns as well. Giants need to get a win here, but... Um, I don't see it, though. I just don't see it. I think the Browns are going to get, some, get a win here. They've got to beat these teams. They've got to win the games here they're supposed to. If teams are going to take them and fans are going to take them seriously... You've got to win these games that you're supposed to win and ride high into the playoffs. Don't limp into the playoffs with losses against crappy teams. So they, they've got to play big in this game. I, I agree, and uh, and they're going to do it. Uh, the question is, is the Steelers going to be 11-1 and or 11-2 and going into Monday night's game against the Bengals? Uh, regardless of whatever their score is, uh, I can't see the Bengals beating the Steelers, even as woeful, woeful as they are currently playing the Bills, which they should be losing to, correct? Or has that changed? Two minutes left to go. Bills have the ball. They're still up by 11. So it appears to be a Buffalo win here. Uh, big Another loss for the Steelers. And dropping it's, them to too. it's in Buffalo, and it's snowing. And it's... Um, not like the fields full of snow or anything, but it is snowing. So the weather, it's inclement weather. And uh, the Steelers can play in that kind of stuff. But, uh, man, Bills looks really good. But Bengals are really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 2-10-1. and one. Kidding me? So Steelers it is. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I mean, right now the Bills are... Uh, playing well against them, Josh Allen. I mean, it's it, it's not lights out. I think turnovers are killing uh, the Steelers right now. They've turned the ball over twice. Roethlisberger's thrown a couple of interceptions. He's not doesn't appear to be playing particularly well. Um, but I think they'll win it against the, the Bengals. I'll take Cincinnati as well. All right. So our picks are in. Uh, I think you forgot one. Oh, that's right. The uh, most important one. So we have Bears at the Vikings. They're both seven. They're both what six and seven. Bears just came off of a, a honestly a huge win. They needed a win today. They got the win. They 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 played tremendously. I will eventually watch the game or a little bit more of the game. I got, I got a little piece, a little end of it, but they were already up thirty six to seven. But uh, as far as I'm concerned. I'm going with my heart, and I'm going for the Vikings. No, I'm kidding. I'm taking the Bears. Bear, it's a yeah, must-win game. It is. I mean, you said it. They're both six and seven. It's, I know it's a long shot, but this game does have obvious playoff ramifications, right? So who's going to get their team kind of up, up and going? I mean, both teams are on the outside looking in. Um, but the last time the Bears and Vikings played, you remember that was a stinker. I think the Vikings pulled it out with a late touchdown, but um, yeah, Bears but, were playing well that game. Delvin, they were stopping Delvin Cook. You remember yes, that game? Yeah, really did. I held him to like three yards per carry. 
Um, Until Hicks got hurt. Yeah. And it's funny, you look at the the trajectory that these teams have taken because, you know, the 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 Vikings started off, I think, one and five before winning like five of their next six or something like that, while the Bears started up five and one. And then, um, you know, finally breaking through and, you know, with that five and one mark and then losing six in a row before finally winning Sunday's game. So, um, yeah. who's going to be ready? that right i mean which which and which team is really looking better right now you look at how well the vikings have played lately and how poorly the bears have played but do you really feel like the vikings you know their arrow is pointing up and the bears is pointing down after today i don't know dude there's like a re kind of revitalization in in my heart for the chicago team and i don't know if it's just going to be because of the way they played today but, um, you know, I think Trubisky has something to play for. And playing well for the rest of the season is going to be very important for him. Um, I think the big wild card is going to be Delvin Cook. Are they going to be able to do the same thing against him? I don't know. Can the Bears shut him down like they did earlier this year? But I'll tell you what, I- I'm going to go with my heart as well. And with my head, I think the Bears actually are going to be in a position to play better and win this football yeah. game. I think they're going to 500. I think the Bears are going to be the better team. I also feel that um, also about the Bears is that you're absolutely right. Mitch has something to prove. Listen, you 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 didn't you didn't take, pick up his last year. You, effectively, he's a free agent at the end of the year. I'm sure he wants to prove that he's a part of this team. I'm sure he wants to prove that he should stay a part of this team as the starting quarterback and they should kick Nick Foles to the curb and maybe even get somebody out of the, depending on where they place, maybe pull somebody out of the, uh, the draft, but I don't think they'll, they'll draft a quarterback. So you're absolutely right there. T dog. I like the bears and Mitch has something to prove and I feel that they will win. I wish I could put it down as a lock of the week, but I ain't going to do that. No, uh, not too risky. Too oh, risky. Not for me. I'm seven and now. Oh, it almost nice. be a it almost be a lock lock. So well, there you have the ha- win first win during our podcast. It was good to talk about them today. No question. It was good to have to to end this on a positive note. It's it's what we needed, right? The Bears, the Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we need maybe we need Dennis Green to come and smack my microphone and knock some sense. You know, smack <laughs> the. Uh, no, might might make some static. Forget that. So, anyways, um, basically, we, the podcast is pretty. Awesome. We have some, just so, so you guys are aware, we're, we have some people working on some intros, some outros, some bumps. we got some things coming, folks. So expect some changes in the positives coming up. Uh, the T-Dog got a new mic, got a preamp. He's doing his thing. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome stuff. So I just want to say thank you for you guys for listening. You guys have been... Uh, hell of a you know force out there on the um facebook page make sure you hit us up on twitter because you've been listening to monday morning couch potatoes 
visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at M&M Couch Potatoes. Listen to this podcast. Listening to this podcast. I'm just reading. I'm just rambling on. But listening to this podcast may not make you any smarter than you already are. As you can see, I can't even read correctly. The Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast is for general purposes only. Thanks for listening. And I'm out.